You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Live from New York, it's <laughs> Rizcha Daraisa. I feel that's what we have to start today because... It's Saturday night. <laughs> because what we're talking about was really brought to the forefront by that other great comedy team uh, from uh, Moitzai Shabbos. I have to tell you, I really am not aware of who does the weekend update anymore until uh, you inform me about it. Uh, well, the topic... Uh, that you wanted to talk about. But I did see that last uh, Saturday night, um, there was uh, the SNL Live. And of course, Weekend Update, uh, actually SNL, it means Saturday Night Live. So that's wrong to say SNL Live. SN Live. So the point is, is that Saturday Night Live has had something called the Weekend Update, for those of you who don't know. I stopped tuning in or looking at what SNL was doing many, many years ago. However, there has been great stuff in that the weekend update. I still remember um, some, you know, Dennis Miller and um, Dan Akrod and um, some of the other greats that have uh, done really wonderful stuff. Uh, and Michael Che and Colin Yost have been the hosts. Again, I just found this out. Alexa helped me with the pronunciation. <laughs> I wasn't sure exactly. I'm sure Kivilevich is harder to pronounce than Yost. But anyway, Colin and Michael did a shtick on all the news. And of course, usually nothing is up, uh, nothing is considered a sacred cow. And it wasn't last week either, where uh, Michael Che said, um, Israel has uh, announced that they have vaccinated 50% of their population. And then with an aside to the camera, he says, I, I guess it, I, I'm guessing it's probably the Jewish side. And that caused a firestorm. And this firestorm of criticism from the ADL and others was really part of a pushback for weeks that has happened, I think, for the, since the last month, uh, since it's become sort of like a, 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 a public source of a sore point. Has Israel done enough? Has Eretz Israel done enough? Medina Israel done enough in providing um, vaccines for the Palestinians? Now, um, the way I've, I've read things, and again, I, you, you have to apologize. I am apologizing for just being late on this. It seems like the argument goes the following. Israel says that um, based on the 1990, 1990 Oslo Accords, that health issues of, the, of those areas of Gaza, the West Bank and other places that are under Palestinian control is expected for those countries to deal with and any diplomatic favors they can get from other places. Israel is not expressly responsible, whereas the critics of the Medina are saying that under the Geneva Accords, uh, they we are Israel is considered a country that's occupying them and is controlling their borders and therefore has to uh, give free uh, humanitarian uh, aid to them, including, of course, for the coronavirus. Now, uh, Israel had purchased in advance to make sure that they would have enough supplies, and they are really the world's leader and teaching the world how to vaccinate, how to get things done, unlike here in the United States. And now they are finding themselves, instead of being the paragon of how to do stuff, but they are finding themselves in the spotlight as a villain, not recognizing that the 
Arabs that live neighboring to Israel have a great need, and Israel should be supplying to those Arabs, um, the other Arab basic other countries, the vaccine gratis. I think I think that's pretty a pretty a long-winded encapsulation of what's going on. Let me just before you get started, I did see that Michael Che's point was uh, vilified by people saying that wait, every Israeli citizen, including Arabs, has access to the vaccine as much as any Jew. It's it's really in the occupied territories, as it's called, or the territories under Arab control. That's where the issue lies. But Arabs living in Israel are open to the vaccine in East uh, in the east part of Yerushalayim. They're able to get it. So this is what you wanted to talk about. I'm sure that you have in your um, blog and in uh, in your group, your Facebook group, Orthodox Jews Against Racism. I'm sure you have already commented on this. So. Now that I set the table for you so perfectly, take it away. There are two issues here. Yes. One issue is, uh, do, uh, are, I'm talking about specifically right now as from Jews. Uh, what happens when something like this happens on television? Uh, television, of course, that's in this, we hold this uh, medium, which is not the most kosher. Do we, do we take notice and do we protest? Do we join with our secular brethren and say this is something we should protest? And is this also something that should be protested? Um, my rabbits in hell that this is not something that should be protested because um, you, uh, you always, it will backfire if you protest because if there's any shamans of truth to it, even if the shamans is you know, not accurate and, and uh, uh, what's the word, um, distorted, nevertheless, it can it'll backfire in our face. To respond to it. So again, the question is, do we respond from Jews respond? Do Jews respond in general? And then this brings up the larger question of ethics and morality. And uh, the question is, do we have a responsibility to these populations uh, of um, sometimes extremely hostile, at the very least not friendly, um, uh, Palestinians? Again, as you pointed out, it's not applied to Israeli Muslims, they are citizens, and that, that point was obviously uh, glossed over by this comedian. But uh, do we have an obligation to help uh, them in their crises and deal with their health issues? Right, and, and let, let's underscore this, as you said before, that they are, at least many of their the people who are running their uh, their governments and their councils are committed to the destruction of the state of Israel, right? Um, you know, officially, they still want to kill and get rid of every Jew. But on the other hand, we should rise above that and say, now, well, before you answer, there's also another uh, um, medical political consideration slash political consideration is the fact that there still is a lot of movement of Arab workers coming in and doing stuff. So Israel recognizes that they need to provide um, vaccines for them. And I, I read that over the last couple of weeks, they have provided a minuscule amount compared to the millions of people, but they have started to recognize the health issue that will be risen. In other words, it's it's not it's actually um, <laughs> we're also not going to be, as we mentioned last week, the POSIC, that, um, you know, that as well unless we do something about it, because... Yeah, I, I believe, uh, to relate it to another ongoing issue, 
I believe last week we related, we spoke about the Bar Goldstein issue, didn't we? We speak about that. Yes, Imagine. you did, and I gave you big credos for that. For I don't know if credos is the right word, but uh, kudos, yes, kudos, but, kudos uh, for that that you so, came up with that. That was a wonderful thing. Posted on Facebook a, a video of Itamar Ben Gvir, who is one of the Tzionut uh, Right, you talked about this, right? Made, that he has a Goldstein as his hero. Not just that. That he won Purim twenty five years ago. He dressed up as Bar Goldstein. And he said, everybody has their heroes. He's my hero. So I'm dressing up as my hero. And Who'd you dress up as this what? year? Did you dress up this year? No, I never I see. Uh-huh. Maybe, Maybe it's because you- did you, I don't yeah. have a sense of humor. <laughs> You're too self-conscious. I think that's what it yeah. is, right? Uh, that, unless you have a jump rope in your hand, you are, you, unless you have a jump rope in your hand, you're, you're just self-conscious yeah, about yourself. Strong. Anyway, uh, so because I'm Misa, um, the, uh, uh, the question is whether we can be per- you know, people who are going to also perceive us as being uh, malicious and uh, de- deliberately withholding aid from these other people because, you know, uh, we want to see them destroyed. It's like uh, Ita Marvin Veer and other members of that party. Uh, yeah. So what is the great Rebbitz and, uh, you know, what does Rebbitz and Bechopper think? We should send, we should send, the, we should give them uh, the 8 million Palestinians or whatever it is, we should send them doses. What do you think? We should not respond to the criticism. In other words, she was just talking about the SNL and other criticism right. against Israel. Um, but what does she think? And what do you think about this? Do you think That's that we... I don't, I, I, I think that we don't have, an, I think that once these people are, so the people in Gaza and prep to sort to, lesser extent, but also people as bank. I am for a two-party solution, two, two-state solution. I was for, and continued before, the, the uh, Israelis having left Gaza. I think they should have... Okay. Okay. So in other words, so yes, so you're saying that we should actually give them more freedom. We should stop restricting their movement. No, I didn't say oh. that. Oh. No. Well, what should we do then? I, we, we, there's nothing we can do. That's the problem. In other words, even though that was the right thing to do, and we should not be in there, but right now you have an, uh, a hostile population on the borders of the state of Israel. What is there to do? I don't even know how you can provide them with a vaccination on humanitarian grounds if they're going to use the, the if any, they'll probably give it first to their fighters, who then go and uh, you know say, okay, let's go attack Israel now that we're vaccinated. I think is I think Israel's official again. You know, you've got me. See, I wanted to talk about something different tonight, which I think I'm going to bring up anyway, despite your objections. But you wanted to talk about this, and what I've read in the, in a couple of minutes I had to prepare for this. I didn't have all week. Like SNL, they I think that they 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 do their sketches for the whole week and they practice until they come out live. You know, we only have like 20 seconds, like to sort of get ready uh, to blather on. But anyway, the point is what I did read was that Israel said, hey, we want to get our people vaccinated first, anyone. And that means Jews and Arabs who are citizens of the state of Israel. And then with the surplus, we'll start uh, thinking about or giving it. And again, remember, Israel paid in advance. The state of Israel paid big money for it. They overpaid for the um, for the vaccine in order to get it first. In fact, with promises, and I guess I guess this is really what bothers me a lot about this. And I know you were sort of hemming and hawing, but what bothers me about it is that the claim of praising Israel for providing, uh, being out there, 
caring about its its people and also giving its data. I mean, SNL, I don't know how many jokes they did about the ridiculous slowness of the rollout in the United States. Again, I didn't uh, I didn't uh, do a fact check and see how many jokes there were about that. But Israel should have really been in, in the media, and I, and I think in many places it was, applauded for how quickly they're getting it done, how effectively they're getting it done, how they're using efforts like you can't go to this place unless you're vaccinated. Whereas here in America, you know, it's, 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 it's really quite weird that we have a country that is so advanced, has, has such incredible resources. And yet when I went, when I took my wife uh, to get, we went to Patterson, New Jersey to get vaccinated. Uh, at, at, well, I, I was in Paramus, she was in Patterson. Um, there were people in the street that saw me walking the dog and we were talking about stuff and they said, no, I'm not getting it. No, I'm not getting it. No, no, I'm not getting it. And there was, you know, whereas Israel was doing such an incredibly effective job getting it done. So Israel, I mean, it seems to me, and again, I know that uh, this might sound like a well, yawn. There's, there's this rub in, uh, in, um, Monty, Rabbi Sol David Schlesinger, who's a very big Balash Sure, sure, Schlesinger, sure. He called my Hebrusa, and I assume this way tells other people, that if they're going to get the vaccine, they should not get the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, because they're based on new technology. They should get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, because it's based on old technology. And he doesn't trust new technology. Well, and again, I'm sure most people who are listening to this are aware that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was just the other day, or just yesterday, I think, um, okay, and there's going to be millions of doses. So, because it's new versus old, I don't get it. Because use the technology which was never used in vaccination before. In other words, based on halacha considerations. Based on safety considerations. Which is halacha considerations. Yeah. So this is so there's there's a, a risk in this new technology that they use. Well, Schlesinger is a very smart man. He must know something about what he's talking about on this, right? I, I, could be, but I think only the, most of the Americans are so good at Chaim Kadiyevsky said they go out and get vaccinated. Yeah, okay. I'm going to throw that back in your face for a second because you can. I, I I actually believe it's a bracha, but do you think that that's? Do you think Rav Chaim understands the uh, uh, the the all all the intricacies of this issue in the same way that Rav Schlesinger does? No. <laughs> okay, so Rav Chaim is just saying because he is the tzaddik and he's the Baruch HaKadosh and he's the Saratayra. Sorry, Rabbi Yosef. So because of that, that's the reason why we we should go get vaccinated, oh, right? No, I think that's. I think that whoever gave him the advice was probably someone who just like Rabbi Schlesinger was prone to probably not trust new technology. Uh-huh, okay, less decided that actually yes, in this case we should trust the new technology. Uh-huh. And the Johnson Johnson vaccine is not as effective. Right, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I've read those things and people are worried. Of course, it only takes one dose. And again, the, people aren't going to be listening to Risk of the Rice to find out the medical stuff. Okay. No. <laughs> They're going to get more reliable information than us. Yes, I don't know. Weekend update is in a couple hours away. I think they can wait for that. I think they could probably. I think you get more from Yost and Che than you get from us any day in terms of accurate situations of the of what's happening in the world. Anyway, uh, I want to get back to the issue before. Which yeah, is, I'm just giving you time to stall because you basically weren't saying anything before. This is a big. This is a big quandary because um, the uh, uh, obviously uh, Jews are supposed to be balei chesed and supposed to be humanitarians. I was supposed to try and uh, obviously be a role model for the rest of the world. And yet, uh, this is a very conflicting thing because I personally feel I got that uh, this uh, this entire situation is one of which 
I don't think we, we should necessarily be helping people who are then not going to have any curse to it, but actually just going to turn around likely and uh, kill us uh, all the more so. Um, Plus, I think it also I might. Think, uh, I, I'm starting. The uh, problem with I think the thing like this Michael Che thing is that then you have uh, self-hating Jews and uh, somebody criticized me for using this term. But I think any I would use the, I do use the term like Bernie Sanders, who I would have voted for if he wasn't so anti-Israel. Uh, I and, hear. Uh, Back off for once, the socialist. Yeah, yes, free everything. Yes. yes. Why not? Yeah. Yes, why you wouldn't be putting out a socialist. <laughs> look, I'm just a barnacle, you know that. So to yes, me, so, I'm just the barnacle. I'm just, look, you know. And I, then JTA publishes articles by these, some, I don't know, they publish them, some, somebody wrote an article also about Israel is really responsible for the Palestinians and blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, do I, uh, it's, your, it's our enemies. I'm not sure exactly what the time is. They, they have not, they're not a partner for peace. They haven't actually been partners for peace since the Oslo Guards, which I was supported at the time. And I still think was the right thing to try. Yes, yes. You're on record for that in 1990. The great, yeah. yes, the great diplomat and scholar Bechoffer was on record, yes. Absolutely. That was 92, wasn't it? Uh, they were, I don't know. I read 1990. I don't know. I'll call upon him. Yes. So they you are. Do you know that they consulted me ahead of time? Look, I'm surprised you weren't there with the Carter and Begin. Maybe you were there too. I don't know. With Carter, Begin, and the Sadat. Maybe you were also there. Yes, yes, Jean yes. Harris. I'm just saying, maybe, again, maybe you've been involved in all the peace negotiations. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, uh, you know, wave Malachim Biad Hashem. I'll call upon him. I would say like this, that um, that I think to agree to give it gratis is a little bit worrisome because then we admit that we are an occupying power and that the Geneva Accords apply. Because I think once they throw that in, then there's a lot of other baggage that comes with it. That means that, you know, in terms that really, in other words, that you have to, and that means there's the world court and all the things of war crimes. So I, I think there is a, 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 a line that needs to be walked here. But uh, I do want to mention uh, there is actually a lochik cheshman here of Gertoyshev and Bechaybayim. I might not start Bechaybayim, sorry. Gertoyshev and where there's a mitzvah to be. Bechaymach. Um, Bechaymach, right, thank you. So the. Um, so the question is whether the Muslims have been, uh, Christians are more problematic, I understand that, but Muslims, I think, according to many shitas, I looked it up, because I've gone to argue with somebody about America Hanna recently, but according to the Meiri, Muslims have been in a Gertoysha, as Yeah, okay, um, a lot of that is a Pelagia from the Meiri. Okay, we all know there's a whole question whether the Meiri was, was, was engaging in Apologia when he was no, talking No, there's no such it. question. He wrote many times and he didn't. I know, because he was con- consistently apologetic. Because... <laughs> it was an I and Jacob Katz, Yaakov Katz, who wrote about this and, and others. Yeah, look, I know the Meiri, the whole Veldvesa. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, so you believe that the, 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 the so you should be very harp happy that the Oslo Hadar, Gemara, which Arts Co. republishes, Took the Miri off the page in in and Did you know that? You know what? I wasn't up uh, aware of that. Maybe you're behind that decision. <laughs> All I'm saying is like this. I'm I'm oh, very no 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 no. no, no. You that sheet, in other words, the sheet that back. I'm very happy that listen. All I'm saying is like this, Tzadik. I'm very happy that Miri wrote it. Whether the Miri meant it or not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very happy it got into. 
Uh, and again, does listen. The Maybe the Rambam didn't meet him when he wrote Christians are there, but it's our Khan. Give me a break. Uh, maybe no reason really meant what they said. If you take a look at the at the lengths to which the Meiri is madchik himself to explain all these things, and it has to do with Christianity as well. The Umais, the Doses, Han, the Musim. I mean, the Meiri, the Meiri stands so. anything. Okay, first of all, you you have to know what Provence was like. You have to know. I what don't know what Pro- Provence was like. That nobody required him to write anything as Peter Jean Chasse. Don't be ridiculous. You know, write, but there's not a polemical work. He wrote it in his commentary on Chasse. And we were talking about the period of the Pastoreau where things were things that people were writing were being checked out, were being were being screened, and works that were being circulated. People had to be careful about stuff at that time. Uh, listen, I'm not arguing with you about the Meiri writing it. Okay. You say the Meiri wrote under duress or under under pressure, or and it was not. It was really Shekhar. I don't believe he. I think if you would have, if you, we could talk to the Miriam, like I'm talking to you, he would yeah. say, "Look, obviously that's not what Chazal really meant. Obviously Chazal meant, and really the Christians are this. But look, things have changed. I, I don't want to stir the pot up, and therefore he went wherever he found these type of statements. Uh, when even when we talk about the notes for him, he says it's connected to Nazer, to Nebuchadnezzar. There's such tchukim atzumim that everyone knows. Look, take a look at Mogenovos, which is the Meiri's. Uh, we really see the Meiri's neshama and his his parish on Chibra You see, the man is a sharp thinker, and obviously this was something he needed and felt it was the right thing to say. Uh, and good, I'm happy it's there, and I'm happy people like Rav Herzog and even Rav W. C. Hoffman and others before him, and Rav Cook even in some way using him, that we can use this as a way to deal with Gertaisha Bismanazeh. Just undermined it, by the way. What? Just undermined it. Just undermine the whole argument. Why did I undermine my argument? Just, just explain to the island that Miriam is gemach. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's out there, and now that we have that shield, I'm happy that I'm happy that these we're hiding behind false Torah. No, because it probably wasn't true in the 1300s, and but it's but it's true today. What's true today? The idea of nimusim, the idea of not treating. Not treating of of of, of uh, this what we say about myelin velay myridin right or myridin velay myelin, yeah the, it's it's good that we have this liberal outlook of the Meiri to put our pegs. As when he also wrote myelin velay myridin velay myelin doesn't play his mind as that he also being apologetic. No, Chazanish was not apologetic. How do you know Chazanish was being apologetic? Yeah, because he didn't live in such a tkufa. The Meiri, again, do your homework and you'll realize, okay? There's a lot of research on this uh, about the Meiri. Again, it starts with Jacob Katz and there's a lot of stuff back and forth. What do uh, I care about? Well, I don't understand. Jacob Katz, Abram Kivalevich, I don't understand why they prove anything to me. Yeah, look, here's the point. You know, it, it's great that we can use these sheetas to say that the you, Arab... the way you say it again, you're but you're basically saying that we can lie to the world because the Meiri wants lie to the world for us. That's what you're saying. Yeah, look, in, in terms of are we you understand being, that that's what you're saying. We're not being over any surim here. Do you understand? Are you trying? You you are saying it's ironic because you know, of course the Marashal has Yivatayra is on that same Gemara Baba Kama. Right, so they're saying, okay, the Marshal said to me, Mazayf Torah is a problem, but I have a escape hatch here because 
I can say that the Me'iri says that even though I hold it's a Ziyuf, but for the world, it's not a Ziyuf. Yeah, look, the point is, is that it, it's, we're happy that it's out there. We're happy that such sheetas are out there. And yeah, yeah. And it got into, it got, at, yeah, look, your friend, the Aruch HaShulchan, writes similar I things. Are, what, you think the Aruch HaShulchan meant what he wrote in the beginning of the Hashem Mishpat, that every time it says Goy and Chazal, it means those terrible Goyim, but not today? You know that that's apologetic, right? You're the but one who keeps you, you keep your Menor HaShulchan, right? That's the very yeah. first thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm aware that many, that many smart of the time had that same formula. So obviously, since they all had the same formula, and that censor made them put it in. It wasn't just the Aruch HaShulchan, as we know, right? But uh, obviously, that's different than at the time of the Meiri when he was writing a manuscript, and Rebbe Tzal Ashkenazi had no reason to bring down the Meiri if he thought it was false. We're getting to Rebbe Tzal Ashkenazi again. That was from a couple well, weeks he, ago. He yeah. does bring him down, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure again where these again in terms of uh, uh, you know who is copying the Kisveyad or not. But again, look, here's the point. You know, we could have a whole show about the Meiri. Oh no! So as I was saying, that's the point. So you know, I you you argue on my premise. In other words, my premise was that there probably could be a mitzvah and therefore we have responsibility to to not minorities in Eretz Yisrael. That and, you don't okay. Let's say it in better lumpus. That we don't really hold like the Rambam that a gertayshim needs kabbalah with nebezdin. The beetzim even without a kabbalah of nebezdin, a person is beetzim a gertayshim. So even if he doesn't know about design mitzvahs and doesn't know, they doesn't believe in no, the Torah. No, that's not about the design mitzvahs. I was just looking at this Rabbi Gershuni has a whole stick of Torah on this. And Roshuni wants to say that the only time they need, it could be the only time they need a Kabbalah to be a fair toy show. I think we're down from the plot scope. from the Chandos Yisrael. It brings it there for the, what's his, the Kli Chandos. Right. Mayor Don Plotsky. Yeah. Not the Plotsker who, who, sorry, who, who, who I and I ended up deriding a couple of weeks That's ago. Right. right. That was the Rabbi Ritzu. Sorry, my mistake. Apologize. So the uh, school thing we have here, here with your encyclopedic knowledge of it, it, it was at eight, it ain't hard. With you, it ain't hard. Okay, look. With you, it ain't hard. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, he says that you only need a couple. I had an algo here before. Okay, one second. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Just I'm going to pause. Listen, while you go no, get no, here, right I back. have a chem this year's role. Okay. Um, Okay, so that that would maybe take care of the Muslims who are raised. And all right, that's a nice Kiddush look. The point, though, is the Rambam, there's no remez in the Lashon Rambam itself, though, to that, 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 that there's a difference between, the Rambam has chubas about the difference between Christians and Muslims when it, when it talks about Stam Yenam, but he doesn't ever say that a Muslim has a din of a Gertoshev and Mitzvah Yosem. He never goes that far. Yeah. The Rambam never goes that far, and the Rambam considers all Christians like the Avodah Zarah. Everybody knows that, okay? So obviously the Rambam is chaylik on them. The Miri was talking about Christians. Oh, anyway. I'm not arguing. 
No, no. The Meiri has the Ixit about Christians. The Meiri has the about Christians, okay? So which, look. Stems, but, stems with, okay, so you're ready to call all Christians? That's it. Stems with the... the, with the, the, uh, the so you the could Muslims. say... So you can that's say that Muslims right? Muslims would jive with the Meiri's version of Christians, but the Meiri's assumption of Christians... The assumption of Christians is no different than the Ramah's assumption about Christians. The Ramah about Shittuf, about yeah. there not being Musa and Shittuf? Yeah. Okay. Miri goes a lot farther than that. The Miri... No, not really. I would say, it was up to me, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I would say that Anachanami, I would be Mechalic between Muslims and Christians. But uh, he's, but the Miri is, the, the Miri is not out of line. It places says that they're not Muslim and Shittuf, and many of the places can hold that means not just that they're not okay. All right, so all right, so build your build your argument here. It's getting tiresome. Build your argument. So therefore, I'm not argument so it can just be tiresome. Go ahead. No, build your argument. So okay, oh, let's. Oh, 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 argument. Go ahead. No, you were. No, no, you I need to guess what you're going to say. You obviously don't want to get tiresome to our listeners. <laughs> Go ahead. Now you make your point, Rabbi Kivalevich. Okay. Julio said, "I want to hear what the great Rabbi Kivalevich has to say." Yeah, you, if you did, then you should call me more often instead of waiting for me to call you on Mitzvah Shabbos. If you really care about what I have to say, um, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. And I guess what you're well, that's what I said. Who's the program's producer? Producer, I do everything on this program. Okay, basically, so I do, uh, I do everything. Right, exactly. Okay, so I have to call you. All right, listen, uh, um, I've made you into a star, so you should be. You, you should be you should be coming to me more often. You have to call me from now, Midas. Everything you touch turns to gold. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, I guess what you're going with here is you're saying that despite the fact that, okay, basically what again, it's really all halimus. But what you want to really say is is that the Arabs that are living or the Muslims that are living in what's really part of Eretz Yisrael proper, despite the political considerations of being a different state, <clears throat> would have a din of a in Eretz Yisrael. Gaza is part of Eretz Yisrael, what we know historically and halakhically is Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, well, they have... Not that, because uh, uh, the Bnei Babo, the Babo, they didn't get Gaza. Okay, so where are we talking about then? I'm talking about within, within Eretz Yisrael proper. So that would be the West Bank. West Bank, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, West Bank maybe. Okay, because we already said in the beginning of the show that within Israel itself, the, yeah, we're yeah, giving yeah. them, we're giving them the vaccine. Right. So your whole Gertaish of Shtikotayra is only for people in the West Bank, and it depends halakhically whether Gaza has a din of Eretz Israel or not, and therefore, are they really Gertaish? So I guess what you need to figure out is, are you going to be machalik between the murderers, the ones who are clearly being over Sheva Mitzvahs, and obviously not Gary Toshov, because one of the mitzvahs of Sheva Mitzvahs is, 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 is Ritzicha, right? And if you're training kids to go plant bombs or to stab people with machetes, so you're being over on that. But what about the, what about the Hamoyin that really are not, are not guilty of that? The Hamoyin that are out there in squalor, those should, we would have a mitzvah, to be machaya them and not care about the political consideration, right? I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, can I ask you a question? Did I get it right? Yes. My guy's question in your capacity is the great place, please. <laughs> okay. What do you want? Um, uh, uh, the uh, what do you hold? Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu. Does the tino shenishba apply to non-Jews or not? 
Okay, you're, we're, we're referencing now the Chazanish again? We're talking about... We're well, talking... You know, yeah, okay, let's, you want to call it Chazanish? I mean, we can reference other sources as well, but yeah, let's say the Chazanish. Okay, the Chazanish said that people that are... Basically, what the Chazanish says is that even people that seem to show uh, real an, an antipathy towards us among the Jews obviously do not really have a din of Marin and Malin, and clearly, we we can't treat them like 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 Oiv Zara, even if they're Machal Shabbos Perezia, because of the extreme nature of of society and the culture that they were enmeshed in, and therefore, right, they were enmeshed and involved in, and therefore, we really have to be above that, and we can't apply any of these halachic strictures. To someone who's a Ben Yisrael, so you want to now know about Christians who, who are what? Are they not Okay, that's not a bad question. Do you want to but say? Chaznish adds in that piece. He says that Batanya Chazal certainly in the base of Mikdash existed when they're based in the base of Mikdash, and even Batanya Chazal when they mishdamish bebaskol and Ashgacha was revealed. Then to be an apikaris, you know, really it had to be lachis. But b'zman azeh. We don't have that ashkafaglia. There's no real dina mali below uh, marina below mali. So basically, I guess what you what you want to say is I think Kamar the Kamar talks about this. That what does it say? Oiv disrobe is my Right, minigav say miyadeim. They're oiv There is such there is such a thing that they don't they're not really plugged into the avodas zara the way things were. So the question now is. Are they going to answer our yayin? What do you want to know? You want to know whether we have to be worried? Well, one second. In other words, so now if we have, so basically if we have Christians that live like within greater Israel borders, are we going to be uh, allow them as well and say, look, yeah, yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say that again, even though they go and uh, even though they definitely go to the, uh, to the, to the church and they eat the wafer and they believe Jesus lives with them and they embody God as a getchka, yeah, you could say that um, that we should give them a pass on that as far as, yeah, yeah again, you have to really go into this, so yeah, but um, I guess... That's the expert. <laughs> I hear, I hear. That's not a bad hope. Ladies and gentlemen of the home audience, I just want you to know that I get a, such a gishmak from bringing a smile to Bob Ramel's face. Okay? <laughs> and it's great. smiling. <laughs> Radiating joy, even when I uh, give it an accolade. Yeah, yeah. Dali, Dali is maskim. Dali is maskim, hundred okay. <laughs> percent. Okay. Yes. So, um, yes. Yeah, so you did bring a smile, but again, so what's your next point? Another here? point, which is before you quoted Jacob Katz. Yeah, Professor I, Professor Jacob Katz, who really is the you know one of the great. Thinkers and analyzers of of, of what which it says in a roundabout way. So one of the comments which I found so detestable in one of our previous programs by a fellow named Quadruple, or a fellow named <laughs> Quadruple, who said who complained who said if Rabbi Shiner or Rabbi they deserve much more praise and accolades than um, Rabbi uh, Doctor Chorsky. Itself, because in the Torah world they were much more significant, and uh, this is something which uh, got 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 my goat, because you know when I was probably a youngster, a, 
but who knows how old Kruppel's age is. I might have said the same thing. But uh, now I think that in uh, uh, retrospect and having grown older and gone, gone beyond that in the narrow confines of the Yeshiva world, I think there are certain people outside the Yeshiva world who actually have accomplished more for Amisol and for humanity in general. And actually the Yeshiva world's measure of these things is not the actual honest and true measure. And that's why you say, you know, when you talk about something like also Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who was not a big time Chacham necessarily, was not, uh, you know, uh, 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 certainly a great Gemara scholar, but perhaps some, we, we should say that he had, had much more of an impact on the world in a positive sense than many great Hamidah Chacham who didn't have that kind of impact. And, um, it's interesting because Jacob Katz is an interesting fellow in this respect because I think that there are many people who actually would take somebody like Jacob Katz or and say that these people's expertise and these people's insight in certain areas are, not that I agree in this area, but have more profundity and should be taken into more significant account than perhaps some people who regard as perhaps Chaim Slavichik is another example of somebody of that sort. And I know that Rabbi Kivalevich is a shtickle of a from a masculine, a masculine with Yura Shamaim, and he probably holds some of that effect. What do you say? Probably Rabbi Kivalevich, the from Moscow. Uh, what was a couple of weeks ago? I think I was like I was I was like the guy who was who was like Meshuga, right? I was I was like off the wall. So it's not a contradiction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I would say like this. Look, uh, we owe a lot to uh, again Schneer Lyman, who is an incredible person and a wonderful person to speak with whenever you you speak to him, and Rav uh, Simchasaf, who was in Tells and really put together a body of work that is, is so essential. Um, we just had, of course, uh, um, uh, Rav, um, Rav Deutsch, he was called Rav Shmuel Ashkenazi, who was Nifter recently in Eretz Yisrael. They just put out his, his Igris, who died of COVID. There, we, we've always had, and again, you could even go with Rav Yitzhak Isaac Halevi Rabinovich, uh, the Deris Harishoyinim, uh, who, who makes comments similar to what you just said about the Rambam. <laughs> that that we shouldn't use the Rambam for historical accuracy, because that wasn't his melacha, uh, and that's important to know. Um, clearly, like you say, maskilim or people who are into mada or mechkar uh, of the Torah in an honest way, like Jacob Katz was, uh, uh, their ideas need to be studied and understood, especially if you're trying to bank on something like the point we just said before. Uh, is the Meiri Apologia or not? First of all, a, a bigger question is, you know, does the Meiri even rank as a Rishon? Does the Meiri even rank? The fact is that it's a Sefer that was liked and was copied by enough people. Do we find, again, I told you about his Sefer Mogenovos earlier. I told you about some of the Chuvas that are found um, uh, that they have quoted, I think, in the collection of uh, uh, of Abumari, I think about uh, on philosophy. But in general, the Miri does not show up as one of the prime poskim and leaders. No, was it? That. Again, that's what I call the Shittim Gubetzah specifically, because once he's included copiously in the Shittim Gubetzah, that puts him into the 
Yeah, I, I disagree. Yes. Take a look at all the Gilyonis in the Shita Mikubetz. Look, Mikubetz. yeah, the Shita Mikubetz, even the Shita alone, no, let me, it appears the Shita Mikubetz becomes a Rishon, because that's how we determine we shine him, right? No, because the no. Shita Mikubetz brings them down and gives them Chashivas. No, we have a right to be Cholik, and, uh, and we have to... Who are the Shita Mikubetz's evaluations? I don't think anybody does. You know what? Look, look what Rav Moshe does. Rav Moshe, in fact, is Doich. I just spoke out this this piece in the Eredeya. Rav Moshe takes the Miri and says, nah, it's, it's a toast. It's Nishdemis. Miri has a sheet. Rav Moshe has difficulty with the Rishon. He won't just say Miri is a mistake. Right, but even any, the Miri, Rav Moshe felt a lot of these Rishon who come through Kisveyat, uh, Rav Moshe felt that if that, that's worked, yeah, but not all the media comes from Kisvayat. In other words, the stuff which is in the was published in the Shita Kubetzis, it doesn't have the static. Right, so but the problem. Rav Moshe quotes the Shita's the Shita Ksuvis quotes this Miri, the Shita on Gimel days, quotes the Miri in Sanhedrin and David, which Rav Moshe is Docha and it says it doesn't make any sense. It's a yeah. toast. Yeah, what okay. do you think about that? What? What do you think about that? What do I think about? It? I think he's right. I think he's right because the Meiri, he does. Ramosha wouldn't say the same thing about the Ramban. He would say, yeah, he would say it's big Tzarachian, and I and I have Where to figure this out. What? Where's this Ramosha? It's in Yoridei Chelik Aleph Simenai and Dalit. Okay, so now that you've looked up uh, the Ramosha that I told you to to check out, you see again. So I, I actually again this, uh, I believe certain. Uh, we have to call a spade a spade. I'm happy the Miri's out there. The Miri has, has tremendous chosim in, in Gan Eden for helping everybody learn because so many people in the last, as Chaim Salvechik pointed out, in the last 150 years have used the Miri as their way in. Just like Bechopper said when he was 13, he looked at a Steinsaltz for the once in his life for him to know something. So the Miri has helped many beginners and many people get into the sugi and understand it uh, from the perspective that they needed to. But that doesn't mean that he ranks like a, a Chuba Sarashpo or, 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 or the Ramban or anything like that. I think obviously the Bishayma rank, that's a, that is certainly the case. Um, I had a sort of discussion. Yeah, then Bish Yosef says it all the time. Who's a Risha? Who's a Paisic Muvik and who's not? I had a discussion about, um, the, about the Kuzari. Because they passed against the Kuzari on the international date line. Yes, yes. And, and, and part of the reason is they hold that Rabbi Levi was not a Risha in Psaac. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there is a lot of uh, weight to that argument. That's probably true. Um, again, he definitely again he might be a, an example. Zevin, you don't Zevin. you don't need you don't need Jonathan Sachs. Zevin disagrees with that, by the way. You know Who? That. Zevin. Okay, I know Zevin, he's one of my heroes. What I love about the Guzarian sock, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Look, here's the point. Um, you know, uh, Rebuda Levy might be an example of that. Does anyone doubt Rebuda Levy saved? In a many sense, the world by mm-hmm. by developing an intelligent, uh, overreaching understanding of uh, of the Torah and Chazal when it was under uh, assault by philosophers and pseudo philosophers and other people like yeah. So Rabbi Levi, of course, uh, and his does anyone doubt that the type of chizik that he gave to the world with his piyutim and with his poetry in terms of expressing Avos Eretz Yisrael was more lasting? Then maybe things that some other Rishona might have written in Pisgah Aloha. Yes. Does Rabito Levi therefore merit uh, a, a, a tremendous level in Ghanaian? Of course. Now, um, so so again, yeah, we don't need John. You're right. Jonathan Sachs, Rabito Levi, I think the bridge is very close to them. I think, however, we need to be machalic here when it comes to, you know, again, uh, people like Schneer Lyman and uh, Simchasaf 
and Jacob Katz and others. There, I think we're just talking about knowing what it is we're talking about. The same way in the vaccine, I can't explain to you uh, the, these things at all. I wish uh, I, I did understand it, but if I do, I'm going to pick up the phone and call someone and get and read what they have to say or call them and get their ideas. I think we have to be the same way when it comes here. So, yeah, so it, it's good to have something to, to hang your hat on. But if you want to be honest, I think you got to be honest. All right. Um, I want to end tonight with... Um, uh, you know, uh, of course, we're we're going into uh, a tkufa, uh, and hopefully a tkufa of simcha uh, and geula, and uh, perhaps, what do you think our future should be here over the next couple of weeks? Where do you what do you see the avoda in terms of as we get ourselves ready? Do you think that it's time, you know, and uh, to start thinking about complete? Chazara to the life that we had? Um, you know, it's interesting. That's Peggy Noonan today, the Wall Street Journal, wrote that New York is probably never going to be the same again. And she, one of the things she wrote about was that the entire concept of commuting, which was once thought to be, you know, a bedrock of society, has been undermined by this entire year of people working remotely. And you know, people might not come back to New York to work again. And uh, people who felt that living in New York was a great advantage because they're able to live near the workplace will not necessarily come back to um, live in New York anymore because it was obviously not such a big advantage to be in your workplace. You were going to work remotely anyway. And all the great cultural um, phenomena, which uh, New York was famous for, the theater and such like, also dissipated during the time of coronavirus. Yeah. Now, that's the secular world. In the Jewish world, I'm not sure how much is going to change, especially because so many, you know, I walked into a, uh, one of the supermarkets here in Muncie a week ago, which is for Purim. Uh, no, which is for Shabbat Zohar, because I had to pick up something. And it was as if there was no coronavirus. People weren't wearing masks. People, the places packed, you know, you know, so how much is going to change in the Jewish world? I don't know. At first, I thought, you know, okay, many more people are going to move to remote learning, at least from Murechol, because we saw that these things, uh, you know, uh, can be used and we can save money. But in the final analysis, I don't know how much is going to change with us. Well, you know, I, I remember all I can tell you is that look what a year does. A year ago, there was people speaking about Pame Agula. There people were talking about how it's going to be Mashiach site. This is probably what what it means. And now here we are, you know, Megalgal and Yud Beis Chaydish, right? What does the Pusik, what does the Chazal tell us by an Evid? You're Megalgal and Yud Beis Chaydish to see if he's going to change. And if it turns out at the end, and if Yud Beis Chaydish, he's pretty much is the same, you haven't influenced him, loves him gay, and as Mel Brooks said in Blazing Saddles. You let him go because there's no way he's ever going to work. So it would seem we've basically come to a year, at least Yud Beis Chodesh in terms of our months. And yeah, it looks like the big, big Shinuyim is, I think, really what we have to think about. I mean, it has. Uh, are we really on the cusp of anything uh, essential? Are we on the cusp of something that's going to be phenomenally, phenomenally different or not? Basically, but guess I something. I don't mean how good no yeah, I, I yeah I was I think we both would have expected that things would have been much different, but it could be it lasted too long to make a difference. I don't know. It's a good good question. Why why it doesn't seem to us at this point that it's going to make a long term difference. 
Or maybe that's part of the resilience of uh, of Yiddishkeit, that you know we think uh, things are going to be upheavals and they turn out not to be upheavals. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, if it's Mitzay Shabbos, this must have been Rishad Isa. Take care, my friends. We'll see you hopefully next week with maybe an alternate history or so. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.